Hello and welcome to Shut Off That Noise. I'm Craig Redock. Well, we're back with part two of Bob Segarini, I Miss the Radio. We've been wandering through six hours of footage that I tried to put together into some sort of logical narrative and then between feature some of Bob's greatest tracks throughout the years, and not in any particular order. Oh, some little facts that I failed to mention in my intro last time. Bob was actually in two other bands, Roxy and The Dudes, and in addition to that, he was host of Late Great Movies on City TV, he was one of the original video jockeys on the Canadian Much Music, and you may remember a sitcom called The Edison Twins. Well, Bob wrote the theme song and even made a few appearances on the show. Well, the topic of our conversation is mostly about music and the radio, so let's focus on that. And let's drop the needle down on side two and pick up somewhere in the middle of it all. But first, here's the song that gave this episode a title. Here's Bob Segarini with I Miss the Radio. We go, the, and I can't remember what we were talking about. We're, we're, so. we're talking about what we're talking about. We're oh, doing okay. fine, yeah. So we've... we've uh, we're, we're on the way. We're on the wandering We're sidebarring, path. and we're now the sidebar has become the main page. Okay. Yes, that's I'm how... The, that's I don't how, care. That's how it works on my show. 
Well, that's good because people who are listening are going to be going, what the fuck happened? They were talking about one thing and now it's an... What? Did I miss... It's about being organic and conversational. Oh, nobody... And then me sort of trying to steer us back... There's fungus in my underwear. That's how organic I am. (laughs) Okay, where were we? Oh, manufactured music. Manufactured music. Well, okay, the Brill Building. Tin Pan Alley. Manufactured music. Um, The Brill Building was older guys working on, you know, profiting from the avails of young people. Basically, a bit of slave labor stuff in here. The difference was the people profiting did not creatively get involved in the process. In other words, all they ever said was exactly the quote, "Give, I want a hit, give me a hit. Now, when you're a 19-year-old writer, and again, great changes in music are always made, by the things that come up off the street. They're never manufactured by the people in charge because those are the people that have become old and in the way and they can't see past their own tropes. They can't see past the way they did it. That's why radio is... I feel like a vulture circling a carcass. Uh, And the trouble is, is that I don't have the money or the power or the connections to prove my theory. and But I just need to find that one guy who will leave me alone for two years or three years with any kind of radio station in a major market. I don't even care if it's AM because that doesn't matter. Just terrestrial radio matters. Anyway, to get back. So the Brill Building is full of 20-somethings and 19-year-old kids. Sort of like the songwriting camps of today. Well, there's a huge difference, and we'll get to that. Okay. Um, the songwriters of today have been misled. They don't know the difference between financially successful and popular on one side of the scale and great on the other. Great has been eliminated from the equation. I still believe in great. Now, even with the dirge of nursery rhymes that all sound like they were snipped from the same track you know the vague lyrics about nothing i mean it's bragging sex and bragging and sex and then bragging and then sex and the the socially the 16 year olds that write that same slow power ballad we've all written four or five times when we start out we all write that song only now it's a day-to-day occurrence and what used to be birth, chorus, birth, middle eight, chorus, birth, chorus out is now soft part, loud part, or slow part, fast part. And I've also noticed that the terminology for songwriting roles has also changed now. We don't have a, we uh, don't have a backing track, we have a beat. Uh, beats, yeah, and then we don't have a melody line, we have a top line. We, and the yeah. people that write the melody lines are top liners. We also have five producers where there was one. And a lawyer. Uh, the, the lead vocal producer, the background vocal producer, the guitar producer, the beats producer, and the bed track producer. So it's an entirely industrial, mechanized process. It is uh, Henry Ford, of, and, and it shows. However, in that, there is still nuggets of gold. Bruno Mars. And what's his name that came up with Uptown Funk? Mark That Johnson. is a, a record and a song for the ages. You cannot make a bad version of that song. Okay? It can be interpreted hundreds of different ways and has been. 
there's a, uh, two guys from Montreal called Chromio. If you have not heard old 45s, you have missed out on one of the greatest pop songs of all time. And the video is even better than the record. You know? And these people have had financial success and popularity. But they also have greatness. So, finding good things on the radio these days, you have to have knowledge. You have to have that pan that sifts the dirt out and leaves the little nuggets on top. And the problem with terrestrial radio is no one has the time to do that. So the detractors lump all of it into one uh, one column. It's all, it, that sucks. You know, and I keep telling people, you got to learn to say not to my taste because it's not to your taste because 400 million people love this, so it doesn't suck. It's not to your taste. And then if you want to go further, it's, it's not to my taste because the only thing I can hear in my head is Tragically Hip and Led Zeppelin, or it's not to my taste because I know better. I don't think there's enough time to finish this on the air, but we'll finish it in here. This is a song that I wrote about uh, 1970, I think, and uh, the bands, the Whackers and the Dudes I, were, I used to be in, we did this song. April Wine recorded this song when they played with the Stones at the Alma Combo, and someday we'll record this song. And get it right. It's called Juvenile Delinquent.
so bad now She's so hot Everyone knows it Yeah, they know it Hell, they know it That's what we all are. Hip, 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 hip. 
when television was the only way I could find out about music. Well, hold on. The, the well, new, well, there was the new the music. The big news and the statement I just made is if you haven't seen television in 20 years, you don't have a right to an opinion because we are in a golden age of television and we're in a golden age of music. The only problem is that music isn't on the radio because the radio doesn't normally play music. It plays product created for their format. So, when people say, music sucks today. No, it doesn't. I'm going to sit here for an hour when we're done with this and play you stuff that you probably haven't heard, just not on the radio in this country. Yet these bands can come through here and sell out Massey Hall or the Opera House with no airplay, no hype, and no record release in this country. And they're not on the radio. Can you can you tell explain to me how stupid the people running the radio conglomerates are that they don't realize that there is an alternative to what they do? And please don't throw college radio who are also blind because they just play Three Days Grace and anything that sounds like whatever the current uh, Nickelback is. I'm not sure what it is because you know two guitars, bass, and drums are not the end of the world, dude. I can show you charts where there was. Hank Williams, Frank Sinatra, The Beatles, The Stones, um, uh, Marvin Gaye, all because it was all music. And people are love music, great music, and that's when it was greatness. Okay, now it's just supply and demand. We're all, they're, they're all Model Ts, you know, and yeah. they all coming off the product line. Most of them are in, by the right people, but if you look at things like Chromio and Bruno Mars, they created that stuff. And they're smart enough and modern enough to understand the formatics, but they're still creating greatness. And, and that people miss that because they lump it all into, it sucks, it's tragic. And on the other side of that coin, it's tragic that there is no one in radio at the top, which is not where we are, Radio in this city is controlled by some guy in an ivory tower in Calgary or Edmonton. He doesn't know or give a shit about anything going on here. So, which is why July talk is going to break out of the states, you know. Um, do you know July talks? I'd like to. You haven't heard them? No, I haven't. Sorry. Courage, my love. I know the story. Courage, my love. Name okay. of a band. The band. The. the it's a, a trio, actually. 
Okay. Of two twin, very young twin girls and a and a and a, and a boy bass player. Okay. Uh, their number uh, thirty-two this week or thirty-four on Billboard's Canadian Active Chart. Uh, so they are getting some airplay, but they've been around since they were sixteen. They just turned twenty-one. Really? So um, they've had time to sub build some. Yeah. And some not locally. Uh, I'm going to run some names by you. Dirty Loops. Nope. Rival Sons. Yes. Okay. Uh, they did get uh, some minor airplay from The Rock in Oshawa, at least in the city. They are uh, everything people think Led Zeppelin was, except they really are. And better. So much better. Um, uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Nope. St. Paul and the Broken Bones are who Reuben Cherry should have been 20 years ago. And you'll flip out when you see and hear them. Bob's making reference to Reuben Cherry, which was a band I was in 10 years ago, and he produced our album. Among the many things that were discussed that evening, I asked Bob what he thought about 2016. And I remarked on the think pieces that were littering the internet and the papers in the first week of January about what a crappy year 2016 was. So I asked Bob, was 2016 really that bad a year? 2016 was not a bad year. It's just that we had constant reminders that uh, we're aging. We have been introduced to our uh, mortality, and we are losing the icons that we hold dear from our youth, our childhood, and our teenage years. So everybody is, oh, how can I put this thing to bed? Because they're getting older. And being surrounded by the proof of it, i.e. rock guys dying in their 60s and 70s, and uh, I have no idea why I'm still here, because talk about a life misspent, you know. Although somebody did point out to me last week that a lot of people that are in bad health live long, so I'm, my fingers are crossed. <laughs> But I'm losing people 50, 53 and stuff, but it's because of their history. Um, drinking and drugs are bad for you. Just say no or just say maybe, whatever. So what we're witnessing isn't a bad year. It's going to get worse because within the next few years, we're going to lose McCartney. We're going to lose Jagger. We're going to lose... Even um, Keith. Hopefully, Some Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I didn't really mean that, but I kind of did. But yeah, you know me. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, I hate him. He just—he's like that chirpy, <laughs> fake FM radio morning show voice, and he's needy. And I just—I want him to. I just—I want NBC to call him into the office and go, you know what? We got you a place down Skid Row, and here's a case of cheap rye. Goodbye. And just please go away. But yeah, that's what's really happening. It wasn't a bad year. It was just evidence thrown in our face like a pie that we are aging and that our time is coming and our heroes are dying.
Okay, and if you can guess all the Beatles songs that were quoted in the last 30 seconds of that song, you can win a date with Bob. And it's on me. But don't let Bob pick the drinks, because he'll go for the expensive bourbon. On the next episode, I'll be speaking with the band Red Nightfall. We'll be talking about their new album, Anna, Don't Disappear, and featuring tracks from that album. See you next time on Shut Off That Noise. (laughs) 